to myself this affair never could go so well. But why should I try to resist when Luigi I know so well? Little Mugetti under my skin. I'd sacrifice anything, come what might, for the sake of having you near. In spite of the warning voice that comes in the night and repeats and repeats in my ear. Your internet radio dial is in the perfect position, and Race to the Bottom is on the air. Time to sit back and enjoy some refreshing Winslow tea. Try it hot, lukewarm, or over ice. Have it with milk and sugar, or a lemon wedge, or oh natural. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Now that's Winslow tea. A New York City tradition since 1872. Ask for it by name at the tea house or your local greengrocer. Because that's how you know it's Winslow. All you do, vote on Peach. Bye-bye, Birdie. Welcome to Race to the Bottom. I am your host, John Reed. This is Radio Free Brooklyn. I used to have a student named Brooklyn with a hyphen. Save this one for Louis Prima, right? Watched Big Night for the first time this week. It was a big night when I watched Big Night. My opening monologue is sponsored, as always, by Winslow T. Because that's how you know it's Winslow. But I'm not drinking it now. Huh, just kidding. It's opposite day. Uh, trying it um, on ice today, but I prefer it lukewarm. Yeah. It's uh, it's not really opposite day. It's a, but I am, I am trying to 
find the synthesis. It's like the Hegelian dialectic. You've got the thesis. You've got the antithesis. Op- hence, opposite day. And then you've got the synthesis, right? And which one are we on right now? Are we? Am I rocking the thesis? Who knows? It's like a Rorschach test. That's the show they call Rorschach to the bottom. Um, which leads us to our word of the day. Dialectic. Dialectic or dialectics, also known as the dialectical method, is that base, a discourse between two or more people holding different points of view about a subject but wishing to establish the truth through reasoned arguments. That's what we're doing today on the show. Trying to get down to the nitty-gritty. We've got a phone call coming up later in the hour from Brian Ripkin from BuzzFeed News, uh, who just wrote a pretty uh, a lid blower of a an article um, about the Democratic uh, upcoming uh, Democratic debates this week. A long title of this article. It's called "How the Random Selection of Demo." Debate candidates over two nights for Democrats might have just destroyed democracy. Pretty incendiary title and an incendiary article. It actually burned up, uh, but it was online, so it was okay that it backed up. We're listening to Bremer and McCoy, as we often do. Their song Drobber off their upcoming record like these guys still can't figure out where they're from maybe one day I will um, what did we hear at the beginning of the of the broadcast we heard I, I told you guys I was going to do this uh, one of my first shows I tried to find the clip I couldn't find it but I said that the s- song Summertime was cancelled as part of cancel culture Um, mostly because I've just heard it too many times my wife thought I was talking about the Will Smith song Summertime I made an apology about that the the following week no I was talking about the Porgy and Bess song Summertime heard it too many times therefore it's cancelled but I promised I would play the Will Smith song Summertime when it was in fact summertime and it is Happy solstice, everybody. I guess that was yesterday. And after that, we heard Shakademus and the Pliers. Murder, she wrote. Heard that at, at this bowling alley that I went to this, this uh, past weekend on Father's Day with my father-in-law and the whole mishpucha. And uh, this this is an awesome bowling alley. They They don't even have the the computers to calculate your score. We're doing it by hand. The old school spot. And an old school song, Murder, She Wrote. After that, we heard from Louis Prima. With I've Got You Under My Skin. I got I talk a lot of trash on this show from time to time. 
But that's why I want to tell you what I'm actually excited about and what I love, and that's why it's time for recommendations. It's a recommendation. Oh, yeah, it's a recommendation. And this is brought to you by our new sponsor, Do Over Meal Systems. I recommend that you turn your leftovers into a do over. But, Miranda, I'm frankly tired of your meatloaf. Ricotta stuffed shells again? Jeez Louise, Lonnie. Sounds like the family's tired of your leftovers. Might I suggest a do over? That's right, do-overs, powered by Amazon Prime. The process is simple. Cook too much? Just freeze it, package it, and send it. Then, voila, as if by magic, someone else's scrumptious leftovers will arrive not fresh, but fresh to you. Just unwrap them, unthaw them, and get ready for an unbelievable home-cooked meal. Some of our fam favorites are ricotta stuffed shells, beef stroganoff, savory meatloaf, turkey casserole, spinach casserole, ham casserole, and creamy tuna casserole. Turn your leftovers into a do-over. Log on to doovermealsystems.com and enter race to the bottom at checkout for a free 10-month trial. Do-over Meal Systems. Turn your leftovers into a do-over. Powered by Amazon Prime. So, thank you. Yeah, wow. Do-over meal system. Seven-month free or ten-month free trial? That's unheard of. Sign up today. Um, Let's see. Sorry, I had to cough. Hit the cough button like a professional. My two recommendations this week are, uh, you, there's the podcast WTF with Mark Marin, and this past week of uh, Eve Ensler, the, the woman who wrote, Murder She Wrote, no, the woman who wrote um, uh, Vagina Monologues was on there. She's got a new book called uh, The Apology, and this is heavy stuff, man, but it was good. It was a great interview. She wrote an a book which is basically her f- dead father's apology from the grave about uh, abusing her physically, emotionally, and sexually. She kind of inhabited her father's mind frame and wrote the apology that she wished that she would have gotten when he was alive. And the interview, uh, it was Mark Marin at his best, and Eve Ensler was great. And Mark Marin kind of framed it in the context of toxic masculinity and um, he really connected with the book because of his own shortcomings. And I'm sure he was thinking about Louis CK as well. Um, I also recommend the poetry of A.R. Ammons. I've been on a big A.R. Ammons kick. Um, Maybe I'll read this A.R. Ammons poem a little bit later, but we've got so much show to to do. I think we're getting a call from uh from my buddy Tom Domena. We're getting a call from from Brian Ripkin from BuzzFeed News. Man, keep coughing. Um need some Winslow tea. Here we go. Uh, there we go. That fixes it. And we might get a call later from Dr. Dad. So we got a lot to do. And ladies, 
you are allowed to call this show. I don't know what's going on with that. I got to do some outreach. Uh, but before I do any outreach, um, speaking of apology and Evensler, I need to apologize. This is excusez-moi. I'm going to teach you how to say excuse me in French. That means I am sorry. Excusez-moi. Excuse-moi. Pardon. Pardonnez-moi. Je suis désolé. Yes, excusez-moi, brought to you by the office of Tom Logan, who has now gotten into the superfood game, changing, changing your world through diet, because you shouldn't have to apologize for eating healthfully. And again, he wants me to say eating healthfully, not eating healthy. Um, so last week, I have to apologize. I endorsed Tiffany Caban. I don't apologize for doing that, but... I just need to make it clear that these are my views and not those of Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3, um, and uh, recognized 501c3 organization. And, you know, Radio Free Brooklyn cannot endorse and will not endorse any specific candidate. But I will. Uh, this is me talking. John Reed, host of Race to the Bottom on Radio Free Brooklyn. And I hereby endorse Tiffany Caban for, and this is the other part of the apology. I kept saying she was running for Queens Attorney General. No such position. It's Queens District Attorney, okay? So that is my bad, and I own that. The phone number is 718-928-9732. I'm going to... um, take a little break here and in the meantime I want to play a song from that was requested by my buddy Jay Domena um this is seven year curse by skinny Palembe who um I just became acquainted acquainted with the music of whom of whose music I just became acquainted there we go Tuck that preposition into the sentence, right? And this is Seven Year Curse off his Seven Year Curse EP. Good stuff. Race to the bottom. Uh, We'll see you on the other side of this song. Enjoy. Nice, right? We'll put that in the background, but we got a phone call. Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah, hi, this is Tom DeVena. I'm calling for uh, the host of the program. This is the host of the program. Hey, hey, Tom, how's it going? It's good, it's good. How are you? 
I'm great. Can you hear? Can you hear me well? We good? Yeah. Great. Uh, yeah, we, can... we had some f- phone major phone issues last week, so I'm uh, glad you can hear me. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a major drag. It is a ma- but you know about uh, the whole ins and outs of radio. You you had a radio show called One Nutty Ride, which I featured a couple weeks ago on on the program. And I really I really appreciated that, John. You know. I did a very early morning show, and I just don't, I don't even know. Tom? Oh my gosh, what happened to Tom? He said he didn't even know, and he's gone? Maybe he'll call back. In the meantime, I'll put, put a skinny back on. Tom? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Hey, what what happened, man? I don't know. I don't know. I live in Maine. Oh, I really yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So you said you had a, an early morning show, and I don't even think that people get, get a... They, we're not talking about 7 a.m. here. Yeah. No, we're talking uh, for... No, I'm forgetting now. Um, four to six. Four, four to, to six. six. Yeah. So I would come in at uh, three forty-five, and there would be this old dude with a you know like a legit um, staff <laughs> and a fanny pack, and he had like a six-pack of Moxie, which is like the the old-timey cola drink of Maine, and um, and I would take over for him. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it was, um, really, it was really hard, but it was the only slot that they had. So I took it. So, uh, would you stay up all night until your show or would you try to sleep and, and then, and then go in? Uh, I would try to sleep and, um, it didn't really work out too well. And then I would wake up at like three thirty, pretty <laughs> miserable. And, um, you know, my, my wife and partner was miserable yeah, <laughs> as well. And, um, you know, it was all fun and games until the, um, the reality set in of doing this regularly. And then what the hell am I going to say? What songs am I going to, I got the same old records and this crappy MP3 player is probably broken again. <laughs> And um, I hope I hope they let me in. Last last week they didn't let me in. Lock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, it was all worth it. Yeah, and it was really worth it to have it be relayed on your show. So thank you. I really I really appreciated that. You did it all. The whole, you did the whole thing just so I played that two minute clip. <laughs> That's right. It's all for the greatest hit. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really. It's hard. Hard, it's hard to fill in, fill in the time. I, I'd be scared to death of um, calls, taking calls, because I just didn't know who I was. I assumed whoever was going to call was just going to be messing with me. So I would see like the flashing red light, and I'd just panic. Oh, my God. I'd panic about who was going to call. Um, but once I picked it up, and it was just like, yeah, can you play some Johnny Cash? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It was just so- 
just some guy, some random old guy. Well, um, that was the one call. You talk about coming up with stuff um, for the show each week, and I what I uh, just to peel back the curtain a little bit. I I just whenever anything strikes me um, during the week, I just I write it down. Mm-hmm. I've I've gotten into the habit of just. We'll be watching a movie, and I'll have to um, my my wife and I, and I'll have to pause the pause the movie so I can mm-hmm. write write something down. It gets pretty mm-hmm. uh, pretty obsessive, but that's that's how I I keep gener- You got to generate content these days. You write it down. You don't think like recording it into a voice memo is is a better way to go? Um, eh, yeah. But then I have to like transcribe the voice memo, you know. Yeah. I, I, wanna... well, look, I don't want to screw up your system. Yeah. No, oh, it's system. okay. Um, but that's cool, and uh, you know that's fun. It's nice to. I, I think about that all the time. Uh, something strikes me as funny, and you just want to like harness it. And um, uh, I, I don't know. I, especially ending with songwriting too. I just have like a. I have this dumb bag full of song song ideas and they're just on cocktail napkins and uh, <laughs> and then what i'm gonna do um i keep saying i'm gonna go through it yeah you need to go on a on a um sabbatical or something yeah so uh speaking of songwriting ideas how's the you you you're working on on your first uh is it a f- full length record or an ep what what's what are we going to hear in 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 the next little while from you um well, I was thinking about a very romantic album that drips with <laughs> a thumpy um, early dinner vibe. I picture an Asheville lake house um, and it's sunset and my record comes on and it's this very pretty, um, nice gentle a gentle it's a gentle thump there's a gentle thump throughout and it's um pretty melancholy but pretty i i um, love that that's (laughs) i you you know one of the taglines for um race to the bottom is sad music funny jokes so you'd be right at home on this program yeah and i i do wonder about that as a genre like the folk world. Um, there's, I think that there's like a guy we, that came through the venue where I work at here in Portland on Longfellow Square. I think that's almost his exact tag on his like merchandise. Sad mu- yeah. music, funny jokes? Something like that, yeah. What he he does, um, he does like a banter, like funny banter in between and yeah. then he plays sad music? Yeah, his name is John Craigie. I've heard of him. Yeah, and um, uh, you know, I actually listened to him and uh, from the bar. I'm, I'm the bartender there, and I thought um, I just constantly evaluated myself to him because he was he's ha- he's doing exactly what I want to do. He's like telling he's just he's doing kind of you know fun monologues. Yeah, and he's worked at it. He's been touring, so all of his stories are like really sharp. He's basically got like stand up. Um, tuned time, timing of stories, yeah, and then uh, that that he's just been doing over and over again, 
and um, and he's letting himself, let himself be spontaneous and talk about whatever pops in his head, and then he'll break it up with these songs. And um, the songs, you know, his voice I didn't particularly care for, but I just liked the genre. And um, there seems to be a market for it amongst younger people because he's a young guy. He's maybe a few years younger than me. Wow. So I thought that was cool. He like goes to Burning Man and stuff like that. And it's actually, I think he, it's called, yeah, like Funny Folk or something like that. Wow. Uh, yeah. That would, that would, uh, yeah, that would scare me. I mean, when it's like, I like the I like my my uh, music and and my comedy separate, you know. Yeah. But maybe yeah. if the monologues yeah. are funny and then the songs, yeah, like like you said, that's that's okay. But yeah, no, you're right. It's like he's just over the edge. Yeah, it's really true. Yeah, um, it's just over for me. It really was, but it was like, but I couldn't deny that the stories were like good. Yeah, you know, and like yeah. But I thought the music was sort of not. So that's my two cents. Well, your music is is great, Tom, and and I can't wait to to play it uh, when you uh, send send me a demo or, or 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 when the record is done. We're we're gonna we're gonna uh, thump it on on race to the bottom. <laughs> awesome, I will. Thank you, John. Yeah. Well, uh, let's let's talk more. But I gotta clear the line for um, this guy, uh, Brian Brian Ripkin. Have you read this article yet that he wrote? No. No. Well, uh, stay tuned because this guy has some pretty strong opinions about this upcoming Democratic debate. Okay, I will because I'm very interested. Okay. Well, uh, thanks and have have a wonderful Saturday. You too, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Tom Demena checking in on a bud that's good stuff right and i like that skinny palembe too thank you jay demena for that uh recommendation uh wonderful wonderful stuff uh so let me do this uh and while i wait for to hear from brian ripkin um i gotta get this out of the way where is this um do a couple Go, go, do some housekeeping. This copyrighted broadcast is presented by the authority of the Office of Radio Free Brooklyn. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or account of this radio show without the express written consent of Race to the Bottom Industries is strictly prohibited. If you'd like to listen to RFB when you're not in front of your computer, please consider downloading our free mobile app for iPhone and Android, available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. Also, please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming RFB events. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. To help support our mission, we invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org donate. Every cent helps us to continue to stay on the air. So please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. All contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. 
Again, that's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Radio Free Brooklyn is proud to announce that we have launched an after-school program for teenagers to learn media literacy through media making using a hands-on approach guided by local professionals. If you'd be interested in participating or donating to this program, please go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash afterschool. And remember, all donations are tax-deductible. Hi, this is Johnny from Johnny's Automotive. I'm here today to talk about cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is a digital asset designed to work just like cash or card. Cryptocurrencies use decentralized control, unlike a central bank. That adds up to a whole lot more folks checking to make sure things are legit. That's why I'm proud to announce that in addition to striving to go carbon neutral, Johnny's Automotive is now accepting crypto. That's right. Pay for your new muffler with Bitcoin, Litecoin, Monero, or NEO. Or fork over the money for those new brakes or rotors with Ethereum, Zcash, Dash, or Ripple. We even accept Potcoin, Pandacoin, and Insanecoin. Just another reason to make it on down to the corner of Crisco Road and Popular Creek. Johnny's, we do it right and check it. That's Johnny's way. See you soon. Yeah, with a last name like Reed, I know how to read a good deal. That's why I go to Johnny's Automotive when I'm in Western North Carolina, where they do the job right and check it. That's Johnny's way. Thank you always to Johnny's for sponsoring the political checkup. Um, let's see if we've got um, Brian Ripkin on the air. Uh, Brian? Hey, John. Hey, uh, thank you for thank you for calling in, Brian. Uh, everybody, this is Brian Ripkin, author, uh, BuzzFeed uh, journalist and writer uh, and author of the uh, incendiary article um, that came out last week, how the random, quote-unquote, selection of debate candidates over two nights for Democrats might have just destroyed democracy. Uh, thanks for calling in, Brian. How's it going today? Uh, it's going great going great i'm glad to be here i race to the bottom audience is one of my favorite audiences so oh great uh, it's a pleasure pleasure so um so brian let's let's just start off with the um the title of your your article how the random quote unquote so i guess they picked some names out of a hat out of these 20 candidates yeah um this whole selection process is um is is interesting. I mean, I, it could have been more randomized. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think they could have made more of a meal out of the selection process. Um, you know, some sort of um, announcement show or something. Uh, okay. I think would have been helpful to us. Yeah. Um, you know, because really, what's the point, John? What's the point of the debate? Wow. What are we trying to get out of them? Well, you know. Um well, it seems like the, you must think that they're important cuz going on in in the in your title you say um that that the random selection of debate candidates over two nights for Democrats. I don't understand if it so just to make this clear, so they didn't select the them over a two night period. They the debates are happening over two nights. The debate, the de- so here's the thing. Uh, they, they, yeah, 
they've reversed the process here Mm -hmm. because they selected in one night and they're debating over two nights when (laughs) they could have, they they could have had a two night selection period. Okay. Which as we've seen, like with the NFL draft this year. Yeah. It seemed like it lasted like two weeks. And you'd like that. People were glued to their TV sets for 20 minutes a night. So you're saying, okay. So you're saying a longer selection process and, right. And a, sh- and a, a shorter, shorter debate. debate. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, not necessarily. I mean, you can still have a two hour debate, but yeah. just have it on one night. But maybe like yeah. a four hour selection process. Right. 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 Because, let I mean, that's it's what people are interested in. Yeah. It's, it's how they, wanna, yeah, the nuts and bolts. They want to see how the sausage the, is made. Exactly. Well, except for Democrats, it's not sausage. So much as it's uh, like a um, a tempeh mm-hmm. chorizo, you know. Yeah, I've, um, I've had tempeh chorizo. I, I enjoy. I, well, I'm a I you know I'm a Democrat, so maybe that's you're you're proving your point, or I'm proving yeah. your point. So you right, said right, right. The selection of the debate candidates over two nights. See, okay, so this is a hard title to parse. Um, so yeah, you said. How the random selection of dem- debate candidates over two nights for Democrats that for Democrats mm-hmm. just seems to like come into that title in a weird place. I mean, I'm not your editor, but uh, might have just destroyed democracy. Well, think if if they had been Republicans mm-hmm. selecting over one night mm-hmm. and, and then, then debating over two, it would have been different. Okay, so you're so that's why you this, said four Democrats. Might have just destroyed right. democracy. Okay, right. I'm right. I'm starting to understand right. the the. T- okay, they, yeah. yeah. So let's let's yeah. just break this down. So, um, uh, for people who who haven't been following this as closely as you and I have, on Wednesday, uh, June 26, the first night will feature Bill De Blasio, Tim Ryan, Julian Castro, Cory Booker, Elizabeth Warren, Beto O'Rourke, Amy Klobuchar, Klobuchar. It's not Char, even though it's written. It's, yeah. Tulsi Gabbard, Jay Inslee, and John Delaney. Um, you want to talk about that night before I read the uh, 47 names uh, for the second night? Well, what I think is, is significant there is, as you have, as you have read them out, Mm-hmm. You have read them out in order from left to right on the stage. Okay. In 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 I, terms of like audience view, not stage, because stage left would be Bill De Blasio. Okay. Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. Right, but audience left is John Delaney, and clearly, I, I think everybody's aware that John Delaney needs to move to the left. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't we need get to that. See him more on the left. So this is kind of yeah. a meta commentary. The way that this is put up there, you say that. Right. You say that Elizabeth Warren being placed on on this night is either going to be a, a really great thing for her, a or a really bad thing, or just uh, like a okay 
thing, not neither good nor bad, which I thought was a good commentary. Yeah, well, she's she's right in the middle of the stage, mm-hmm. and it's it's very significant. It's very important. You got to understand that with her right in the middle of the stage, that means it can go only one of three ways. Okay, yeah, and then but you but right. she's of of the like top tier candidates. She, on the first night, she's the only like top tier one, and and that's also people are saying uh, maybe this is her time to shine, or maybe she's kind of uh, like at the kids' table. Right. So those are two two of the three options. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, she could do very well and come out of this as a, as the breakout superstar mm-hmm. of both nights, you know, and. In that sense, then it's really not fair, right? Like, um, we're from. You've spent some time in North Carolina. I, I have went to. Um, I went to Elon University. I'm familiar with North Elon. Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we're both real familiar then with the NCAA tournament. Yes, and I don't think you have to be from North Carolina to be familiar with the NCAA. But well, but, but go on. But North Carolinians are particularly. Like, they know this better than anybody else. Okay. They know this better than anybody because else. Because of Duke and, and, and UNC? And Elon. And Elon. Well, I've never seen Elon in the finals. I don't know if... Yeah, I mean, you went there. You could yeah. vouch, vouch Well, yeah. You're not... So you're not a basketball fan. Uh, no, the I'm into basketball. I, okay. I know I'm into basketball. I just have not... I'm not familiar with Elon ever being in the... But uh, anyway, go ahead. The analogy will still work in that the Democrats have failed to set up, you know, if they had had two nights of selection, then they could have set up a decent bracket and Mm -hmm. seeded these things. But as it is, Warren's in the position where she will either, as you have laid out, she could she could come out the shining star. Mm -hmm. She could raise herself above what are, frankly, third tier first round play in candidates. I mean, we really need a play in if we had Tim Ryan and Jay Inslee playing in an, in a, an initial debate, playing in to get into the to the main debate. I like that. Yeah. Like a, we, they should bracket this. Have it. I, I, yeah. They got enough. Yeah. I mean, it's 24 hour cable news cycle. It could be the kind of thing where you could tune in. It's like the Tour de France. It, there's always going to be right. somebody debating. Which is frankly boring. Yeah, but you you want to see you want to see the crash, right? And so we're going to see some crashes. Yeah, some people are going to crash and burn. And the question is, is somebody going to crash into Elizabeth Warren? Mm-hmm. Or is Elizabeth Warren going to crash? Yeah, or is she just going to do like okay, and it's not going to? So it's one of the three. That it seems like that yeah. basically, if you're writing an article to predict what's going to happen, and you say either she's going to do really well. Uh, She's going to crash, or she's just going to do okay. That's kind of a you're kind of really. It seems. What other options are there, John? Well, no, I'm. I I agree that those are all the options. But if anyway, if you're trying to predict what's going to happen, you can't say all three options. That was one kind of issue I had with three options. I mean, those are the three things that could happen. Well, yes, those are always the three things that can happen. All right, let's go to the— But for Warren in the debate, those yeah. are the three things that could happen. True. Okay, you're right. Um, all right, second night on Thursday, June 27th. Uh, this is going to feature right. 
Uh, Marion Williamson, who I just uh, started to learn about this week, and I've got some uh, I've got some clips to I got a clip to play in a second of her. Um, John Hickenlooper, Andrew Yang, the uh, universal basic income guy, uh, Pete Buttigieg, Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris, Kirsten Gillibrand, Michael Bennett, and everybody's favorite Eric Swalwell. Um, this is this seems like a pretty stacked night. People are saying. Right. Right. Well, and yeah, this is a pretty stack night. And what we're going to get or what we're not going to get out of this is any sort of decent reflection of any of the individual candidates positions on anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're going to we're going to just get a few minutes from each person on a, a huge variety of topics. Mm-hmm. And so instead of, and you know, this goes back to selection night and maybe if they're going to randomly select the participants in each campaign, each debate, maybe then they need to bracket the topics that they're going to talk about. Oh, okay. So you people vote on the topics or something? Or, or the, the you know, the, the, the topics that generate the most interest or the, 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 the topics that have the, 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 the most relevance, they're going to, they're going to funnel up. We're going to have more time say with universal basic income, Yeah, I, you yeah. know, and, and not spend time on something like single payer healthcare, which generally, you know, is, is not generating the kind of enthusiasm that I think Sanders had hoped that it would. Which leads me to uh, your your uh, kind of prediction that you made. You said that either Bernie Sanders is going to go really hard at Joe Biden or he's going to um, not really confront him at all. Or, or you said or and then you say or he's going to like kind of go after him. It depends on what Pete Buttigieg does. Yeah. Buttigieg is the wild card because Buttigieg could come in hard at both of them. Mm-hmm. In which case, you know, Bernie doesn't have to really attack Biden. They can he can kind of ride on his coattails. But if Buttigieg doesn't come in hard, because 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 Pete could do one of two things, he, mm-hmm. he's either going to come after other people, or he's simply going to, you know, try to do his, his his campaign points without launching an attack. Yeah. On, somebody like joe biden that and seems... so if he does the latter mm-hmm. then bernie sanders is in a position where then he has to make a choice does he does he go after biden or does he not go after biden just kind of lay low yeah again it seems like you know. it seems yeah as we're kind of gaming this out it seems like a lot of different things can happen but the wild card is Buttigieg. Okay. And what he does, whether he he attacks other candidates, in particular Joe Biden, maybe Bernie himself, mm-hmm. or whether he, you know, if he sticks to his policy. And there's no way of knowing that. Yeah, and then there's Kamala there's Harris. No, I mean, she's kind of a wild card, also. People want to say she's a wild card, but it's pretty clear what she's going to do. 
What's that? She is going to be Kamala Harris. Like Kamala, who, 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 What's Kamala that Harris mean? is going to be Kamala Harris. Well, I mean, so if, that's le- if that's you less. Her, yeah, you know that Kamala Harris is going to is going to be Kamala Harris in any situation that she's in. So, so authentic. And then we'll just have to see how people respond to her. Yeah. So you're saying she's. Gonna... I don't know that it's authentic so much as that it's the persona that she, you know, presents to the public. But mm-hmm. it's it's you know more or less predictable. Okay. Anyway. All right. Okay. So and then and then just getting to the crux, kind of of your you know the kind of may um, some people would argue kind of clickbaity kind of thesis you're saying that this whole thing is destroying democracy well sure because because we we are not getting a real exploration of at least one or two issues and we don't know how these can have how the the truly top tier candidates will compete against each other. Well, we don't because what we need what we need in these in these primaries is a chance to form, you know, a personal connection, a personal, you know, almost fuse our identity with one or other of mm. these candidates. You well, know, isn't that and what the debate the is? The way that we're doing it. Yeah. No, the way that we're doing it now, you know, we hardly get to know them. They'll explore all of these issues. Maybe, yeah. so maybe you're... not in depth, but they'll be talking about issues. We won't have any chance to form some sort of uh, an essential, you know, fusing of our identity with one of these or other of these candidates in such a way that really makes us passionate. How long have you been uh, writing for, for BuzzFeed? Uh, about six months. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And before the before the, I was looking you up, I did, I couldn't. Um, I was I was at Elon. Oh, okay. So you're right that. out of okay, right out of school. That's great. Well, I I I, I took some time off. Oh, okay. In between there. Okay. Too. Okay. It is amazing what you can learn at the Fuddruckers Bar in Charlotte. The things you'll pick up. <laughs> wow. Okay. That uh, so you're kind of it was more you were trying to talk to quote unquote real America, I guess. Well, you're going to demean that. I hear. I hear. But I also spent time as a, as a server at Papadou's in the in the Charlotte airport, and there are a lot of people that come through that airport. Yeah. No, that's true. It's a, a financial center. Um, well. Um, you know, this is this is fascinating. I'm, and a hub for American Airlines. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Brian Ripkin, this has been um, somewhat illuminating, and I appreciate. I, I would love to uh, see what uh, maybe after the debates, if if you want to chime in, see if uh, you know if if Warren like uh, really did well, or you know, or, or, or crashed, or just did like. Uh, middling, or and then what? What? Uh, what? Buttigieg did all these kind of semi predictions that you're making. Let's see if they come true. The impact of Buttigieg on Biden is through Sanders. 
They, That's the key to this whole debate. You heard it here first. Thank you, uh, thank you, uh, Brian, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Bye, buddy. Bye. Wow. Uh, okay. This is going to be fun. This is. Um, you know what? I, I usually do the uh, all the all the segments, but I want to do something different today. Um, in in these last couple minutes, so this is fun. They they said. Um, with you know, which they ranked different candidates' walk-on music when they're at campaign, campaign events, and I got this list, and I thought we'd just kind of play some of uh, the candidates' walk-on music. Um, hold on, um, race to the bottom. It's me, Doctor Dad. Uh, Doctor Dad, this this is going to be fun. Uh, I'm going to play okay. some of the candidates' walk-on music real quick. You ready for this? Okay, so um, all right. First, first candidates walk on music. This is um, this is Elizabeth Warren. Uh, just just check this out. This is this is her uh, walk on music. Let me get this queued up here. Uh, this is what you hear when Elizabeth Warren comes up. Nope, I don't know. Wait, hold on. I don't know what this is. That's that was that was uh, Slayer. That is not. Uh, show, so uh, I'm sorry, Doctor Dad. That. It's supposed to be Dolly Parton nine to five. Uh, that's that's fun. Uh, I'm sorry, that was not the right clip. I don't, I can't actually find her correct walk on music. But th- this is this is fun though. Uh, Cory Booker. Uh, we all know Cory Booker, uh, former mayor of Newark. Uh, when Cory Booker uh, takes the stage, this is what we hear. Uh, check this out, Doctor Dad. No, that's the Let's Go Mets. Sorry, that's supposed to be uh, Bill Withers' Lovely Day. I don't know what I mislabeled these uh, these here. All right, let's just keep it going because we don't have a lot of time. Bernie Sanders. This is this is really funny. Uh, what Bernie plays when he comes up. This is this is funny. Uh, a great song. Um, Again, I pray for the president no, of the United States. I wish that is that is. Uh, Sorry, Doctor. That's supposed to be "Power to the People" by John Lennon. That was actually uh, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, all right, Kamala Harris. What do you What do you hear when Kamala takes the stage? Uh, I know you're waiting to hear it. Here we go. I want to be completely open and say yes no. to everything. God, that's that's sorry, Doctor Dad. That's uh, that's Owen Wilson from uh, Darjeeling Limited. That's she actually goes up to Mary J. Blige. Work that. Uh, last one, Pete Buttigieg. Everybody loves uh, Mayor Pete. When uh, Mayor Pete walks up, you hear uh, you hear this. What? No. God. That's the what in the crap. I so it's supposed to be bachelor. Bachelor. I don't know who Bachelor is, but uh, that's what you're supposed to hear when Mayor Pete walks up. Uh, never giving up. Um, all right. Well, that didn't work out the way I wanted it to, but uh, still fun nonetheless. Um, Dr. Dad, what's going on? Um, <clears throat> I read a 11-page um, article in uh, The New Yorker on Elizabeth Warren, and I'm on her side now. She is an awesome candidate, and uh, I just I, she's, she's tough. She's got answers to so many questions politically and so on i think she uh she she's definitely in the top uh, tier 
as far as I'm concerned, I definitely would vote for her, um, even though I now have sort of started to like Trump a little bit because he actually talked about didn't want to kill people, which is really good. I, th- I think that's a significant uh, stride forward. Maybe he's been in therapy or something. So, yeah, that was really interesting this week. Uh, Dr. Dad called in last week. This Everybody, this is uh, your doctor, my dad, Dr. Dad. I, Dr. Dad, I, I think I want to give you a new title. Um, <laughs> what is it? Um, our, you know how people have war correspondents? Uh-huh. I, uh, how about you are the race to the bottom anti-war correspondent? Okay, I will definitely grab onto that. I, I hate war with a passion. I've been through so many of them since starting with my birth in World War II and then Korea. It just goes on and on. And every once in a while, I'm so happy a little uh, peace breaks out once in a while. But the rest of the time, it's a bunch of war. Yeah. So I'll I'll definitely take on that uh, title. Yeah, so Dr. Dad called in last week about um, about the, the run-up to this Iran war. Um, and we had some technical difficulties, but you did give a kind of impassioned speech about it. Um, I agree. I, you know, I do politics on here, but I'm just so, um, I'm so worried about this war in Iran that I don't, I can't even, you know, I kind of make fun of, of uh, politics. I don't even know how to make it funny, you know? Right. It's it's uh, alarming to me because I have a, f- a friend who lived in Iran and grew up there, and she still has family there. She's a psychiatrist, and uh, but a whole extended family is there, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, that's terrible. If, can you imagine what it would be like for her? She's a USA citizen, but then um, that would that would be terrible. Yeah. And you know what I thought is interesting, Dr. Dad, is um, – so, yeah um, – Omelet Bar said that he uh, decided that against they they were locked and loaded, about ready to strike Iran, and then he got word that supposedly this is a story that 150 people would be killed by this, and um, and so he said, you know what, let's not do it. Uh, that's his his initial story, but now people are saying uh, people are trying to shoot that down and say it was it was some other calculations. But it's it's almost like this is the first time where, with the media, I'm I'm like, media, let let's lay off the guy. Don't like goad him into trying to be tough, you know. Right. Take his word on this one. We should pile a yeah. praise on him for being so compassionate. That's a lot of people to just blow the blow to pieces. Yeah, and, uh, and it's not like it know. would end there, you know. No. Yeah, I think wouldn't wouldn't, wouldn't solve anything and. Uh, <laughs> You got to look at it from a different point of view. Imagine how we'd feel if a great big drone was flying around uh, Florida or New York, uh, 